Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Central Indiana. How are you? I hope you're well. This is the WIBC First Day Show. And we are brought to you by our friends Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. You'll find them at Compass Real Estate. I'm sorry, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. And HoosierHomeValues2023.com if you'd like to see how much your home is worth right this very minute. If you missed our conversation with them earlier, uh, you can surely check out our podcast, which is at WIBC.com. Just look for the first day, and Kylan will have that posted no later than tomorrow. Uh, oh, the music stopped right when I said that. That's so fun. That was really good timing. <laughs> I gave you the phone number earlier, 317-239-9393. If there's anything you want to talk about or anybody or anything that you'd like to bring up, and guess who's on the phone, everybody? This is so fun. Okay, who's on the phone? Sammy Terry. Sammy yeah, Terry? Yes, on a Sunday morning, Sammy Terry is here. Hi, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> A horrible first day morning to you as well. Oh, my gosh. I know. I couldn't hold my breath that long. That was pretty good. Sammy, how's your summer going? Oh, summer has been wonderful. And, of course, the capstone is indeed the great Indiana State Fair. I'm so jealous I'm not out there today with you being able to look at all the soggy people walking around, <laughs> eating their fried foods, and getting hoosierly. Hoosierly. <laughs> so, Sammy, do you enter George the Spider in any of the competitions, <laughs> you know, any of the programs over there? Well, when we visit the fair, it's so difficult to wrangle George away from all those cobwebs up in the, well, the old swine building used to be great for George, but it's not so good now that it's clean and beautiful. But all the other buildings, he just loves to find the moths and the critters that hide and crawl along the ground. So I never see George. You know, we're always supposed to introduce somebody a second and third time, but Sammy, anybody who hears this voice already knows who you are. Yes, you know who Sammy Terry is, absolutely, and no introduction needed. But listen, if if Sam was, if, or if George was entered in some sort of a spider contest, he would certainly be a blue ribbon winner. And you're going, you are going to go out to the fair, aren't you, Sammy? Don't you have a couple of appearances out there? Yes, I will. I'll be out there next Saturday, the 12th, from 1 until 6 p.m. Oh, I'll be in the Attorney General Indiana Unclaimed booth. Oh. oh, that's where I partnered with the Attorney General Todd Rokita to treat Hoosiers to more than fried fair food during <laughs> the Indiana State Fair. <laughs> and just like families watching the old TV and the new Sammy Terry movie shows streaming right now on SammyTerry.com, 
It's a tradition for everyone to visit the state fair. So I invite you to come see me live inside the Mercantile Building. Oh, that's actually the Ag Hort Building when it's not called Mercantile, but it's in front <laughs> of the Midway. Introduce yourself. Get your picture with me and George, and you can meet the fine people from Indiana Unclaimed. In fact, Indiana Unclaimed is on track to return 44 Six million dollars to wow. Hoosiers this year. So make, make sure your listeners. Wow. That's right. Forty-four point six million. There's eighty million dollars sitting there waiting for Hoosiers to simply ask for it. It's all kinds of refunds and rebates. Oh, when you've closed on an estate home, sometime money gets transferred around and people don't know it's there. In fact, last year when I was down at the Skyline Drive-In doing the Super Monster Movie Fest, we had someone text Sammy to. 46220, and your <laughs> listeners can do that now. Text Sammy to 46220. You put in your information, and you'll find out instantly if you've got money that the state's holding for you. What do you have you to give him, get... Sammy? Do you give him your name, a social security number? How do you, like, if, if I wanted to check and see if my mom and dad had left any accounts open, how do I do that? All you have to do is enter the name and the last known address. It's very simple. They don't ask for social securities and that type thing. I'm sure until they figure out that you do have money, then they'll want to know you a little more. (laughs) But until then, it's a very simple process to text Sammy to 46220. $14,000 was recovered by that family from last year's Skyline Drive-In event. So make sure that your listeners do that and meet me, Nick Sack. Saturday in the Indiana General Booth inside the Mercantile Building. And then he's going to... That's from 1 until 6, Sammy. I just want to make sure. And I know you mentioned that, but again, he'll be there from 1 until 6. And then he's going to go back to Skyline Theater, uh, the drive-in theater in Shelbyville, for two nights, August 25th and 26th, during their Super Monster Movie Fest. And this year's theme is Frozen Frights. That's your 10th straight year. 10th straight year, Sammy. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Oh, we have such a great time. I perform live on stage before the first and second movie every single night, Friday and Saturday. So if you've not seen or treated your family to a good old-fashioned Americana Hoosier drive-in experience, make sure you make your way to Shelbyville to the Skyline Drive-In Friday and Saturday, August 25th, 26th. That is Sammy Terry. And Sammy, again, just the best. You got our phone number you call me anytime call denny anytime call kylan anytime if you want more about sammy and to watch some of the cool films and learn more sammyterry.com sammy terry thank you so much we'll see you next weekend out at the great indiana state fair you're so welcome and to you and denny and kylan and denny be careful of those injuries from swinging around on your pole by the way you are so good. You rascal. He is the best. All right, Have Sammy. Spooky see you. <laughs> we'll and, see you next until week. Until we talk again, I wish you all many pleasant nightmares. <laughs> it's 12 13 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Chase your dreams and remember me, sweet bravery, because after all, those wings will take you up so high. So bid the forest floor be by as you race the to the sky. 93 WIBC, it is Terry, Stacy, and as students begin the new school year, regardless of their age, at some point they're going to think about their career. And to be a kid again in this era of all the possibilities, I cannot imagine what I would dream of becoming. And joining us now, we have Captain Teresa Payton with us. She's a pilot with FedEx, and we're so happy to get to talk to you. You're you're an Indiana gal, am I right? I am. I'm a small Indiana farm gal that's landed my way to FedEx, and it's been a great journey so far. At what age were you when you decided you wanted to fly planes? I was in middle school, and my papa asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I remember looking at him, he was about 6'3", and I said, I want to be a pilot. (laughs) I didn't really even know what that meant, really. I hadn't even been on an airplane at that time. When I go and I recruitment recruitment events and outreach functions, and we talk to students and, and children and try to inspire, I tell that story just because sometimes, you know, our dreams come out of nowhere. And and to pay attention to that and then to surround yourself with family and friends and and those people that that will encourage you to follow that kind of little nudge or that gut instinct that you might have and not even know. How long was it then before you decided to actually continue to follow that path and become a pilot? It took me a few years. Um, at the time, I was I, I uh, got information from my school counselor, and they said that there was a lot of math and science, and I thought, oh, I'm not, I'm not good with math and science. So if that is the case, then it's probably not going to be a great career for me. But then my dad gave me um, a couple lessons with his friend um, in a small airplane, and I loved it and um, applied to Purdue University got accepted, and then off to the races. What is your day like at FedEx? Well, currently, right now, FedEx has pilots do what we call other than flying jobs. So I fly part-time during the month, and then I go into the office, and I'm in charge of pilot hiring and recruitment for FedEx. And you're flying all over the world when you are flying? I am currently mostly domestic, but FedEx has a international schedule as well, and the opportunity is there. So I think that that's what I would like for your listeners to know is that no matter where you come from, I mean, the small girl from Indiana, I never thought I would be able to travel the world like I have before I came to FedEx and then now with FedEx. It's great opportunities to see places that you, you just can't even imagine. Why do you love this job? I do love the flexibility with my schedule. Um, pilots tend to work about half the month. So you have that the other half of the month to do all the other things that you would like to dream of doing. But it is for me really the travel of seeing different places that's really inspired me to stay with it, continue on, and then to share the love of it with other people. A CBS News analysis of data from the FFA, U.S. Department of Transportation, and U.S. Department of Labor shows the aviation industry is short roughly 32,000 commercial pilots, mechanics, and air traffic controllers. And they say that that gap widens every year. It is still a fantastic career, isn't it? It is an, it's an amazing career, and it's 
just this perfect time right now. There's a, because of those numbers that you just mentioned, there's a lot of resources being pumped into the industry right now, resources from all over. The government's putting resources out there. And then individual, there's a lot of um, groups, um, aviation groups that are pumping resources in to educate as well as create pipelines. And then the airline industry itself are pumping in um, resources in order to create pipelines to catch those those young people earlier, middle school, high school, and then what do they do if they go to college or other than after high school, there's programs that if you're not college bound, you can still get all your ratings and and then land a job um, for an an airline at some point. So there's a lot of interest and a lot of need, and that that means there's a lot of um, resources being pumped in. So, So I think that the exciting part now is that that young people can easily find at their computer, um, their phones, I guess you could say, at their fingertips for sure, um, any type of information that they need, the the availability is great. And then we're having conferences and outreach programs. And so, and I think the, if if I'm speaking, the, the hardest thing I think, Terry, is for young people that don't have friends or family that members that are pilots mm-hmm. to get them connected to a resource, either a mentorship or a friend or a friend of a friend that can help walk them through because the language of aviation is in and of itself separate. And so to learn that language in order to learn um, the questions to ask, to navigate some of these things, um, because it is a little bit different it, as, as, as large as aviation is, sometimes we don't even know a pilot or a mechanic or, or an ATC or controller. And so um, how can we connect those young people with, with people in the industry to help, na- help them navigate all those, all those decisions? When you are recruiting or you're talking to uh, a young audience, in particular those females, it was never anything that I thought of as a female because I never saw a female pilot. Now, when they see you, that's got to be, tell us about that experience of when you are there with young people and they see you as a female and you're piloting planes. It's really just incredible and heartwarming for me. I think that that would have been a big deal if I would have been able to meet a female in, in their uniform. That's why when we go to these events, we try to have a, a wide range of um, diversity um, in our team so that those young people can see something in the person standing in front of them that they can connect with. And yeah. for me, it's it's being a female. And so we try to wear our uniforms to inspire. And then they, they say, I didn't know. I still will land places and people go, oh my gosh, I've never seen a female pilot. And to think that we're in 2023 and people have never seen a female pilot. Other countries, they don't even know that it's possible. And so um, when we go to these events and we've been to events internationally too, it's just amazing how just one small 15 minute interaction can inspire and possibly change someone's course of their career or their their, their destination. Um, so that's really exciting. And that's the important part is for them, for these young people to see something in our recruiting teams that they can identify with. And this is Captain Teresa Payton. She is a pilot for FedEx. When we hear about some of the root problems, the root causes of the shortages, it also mentions the cost of training. It, that is a huge barrier for 
families to figure out how to navigate, get passed over. Um, again, because because of the shortage, we, we see that there's a lot of monetary resources in scholarships um, oh. through those diverse organizations that I was talking about. Yeah. Um, and then if you decide to go to college to get your ratings, there's sometimes you can get um, loans and grants that way. But but that is a challenge. And that's that the, the good thing, Terry, is if you if you do need to take out loans and things, things like that in order to pay for your training, the environment that we're in now, you will absolutely get a job. You'll absolutely get a job that pays very well. So so paying back those loans or those debts or or however however you get those those monies will should be very very easy um and um into the future because it is a very lucrative career this this aviation industry can provide a a good career for you and your family um it's fun while you do it so that's even better Indiana has a lot of good schools with um with like Purdue has and and ISU Indiana State they have long standing programs that that are structured in such a way that those students that are coming out of those programs are very prepared for their their next phase of their career. Okay. The best advice I have for these young people surround themselves by people that support them. I can tell you this, pilots the aviation industry as a whole, but particularly pilots, we love to help somebody like like we have been helped. So somebody came before me and reached back and helped me, and then I reached back and helped somebody else. And so those resources are out there. And then and then really have honest conversations about the great things that can be in this career. But Terry, when you travel, you're going to be away from home, and so. So if you're somebody that wants to be close to home, then maybe you could adjust your career choice. Um, So find out who you are in this world and and have people around you that can help help you with that. And then reach out to these organizations because there's there's plenty of people out here that want to help help others um, find their way through through aviation and to become a pilot. Thank you. Captain Teresa Payton, who flies for FedEx. Thank you very, very much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate it. Anytime. It's 1228. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Twelve thirty-four On a Sunday afternoon. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four. That's an angel number. Yeah. In just a minute, it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, my gosh. Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith and Kylan Talley, and this is the First Day Show, and we're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. I forgot what I was doing. Oh, oh Kylan's got, you've got a guest coming up, don't you? Yeah. At about 1245? Yeah, we're going to have a teacher join us. She's also an ed tech expert, and she's going to give some tips on how to get kids back in the learning mindset because it is back to school wow. season, and Ooh, we're yeah. used to that summer feeling, right? right. That's right. It's a you hard don't time have to going do back anything, to school. you got to uh-uh. get back in the learning mm-hmm. mode. It is August 6th, and uh, oh each God. year Kylan and I check in with Bruce Hopman. Now, Bruce Hopman, Denny, is the founder of the International Middle Child Union. I'm a middle child. I know you are. Kylan is too. I'm and so proud you didn't forget about him. I know. I'm really proud of it too because normally we talk to him like two weeks after and he's very disgusted. Let's call him. Kylan, I've given right Kylan now. the number. Let's call him just to surprise him to say happy middle child day. And Yeah, uh, if you forget a middle get child. Get this over with. Uh, <laughs> 
don't say it that way. Middle children are the ones that are ignored. And so if he feels like he's being ignored, he's going to be a little bit grouchy. Yeah. Yeah. He went off on Barbie the other day. He's got a blog called smackdabblog.com. Yeah. yeah. The, it's the official blog of the International Middle so Child. this is Bruce Hopman's number. This here. is Bruce's number. I sure hope so. Oh, boy. Me too. Uh, what? <laughs> Thank you for calling the International Middle Child Union. All our operators are currently busy. Please hold for the next available operator. All right, you're not a middle child. This is what it feels like, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. International Middle Child Union. Hi, yeah, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, Indianapolis calling. Live Terry, on the air. Denny, Kylan, we're all here to wish you a happy Middle Child's Day. Yay! Uh, like, a, a whole, almost a whole week early. That's uh, that's fantastic. You're getting so <laughs> close, Terry, to actually knowing the date. I'm so the progress we've made wait. over the last eleven years. I'm so. So proud. But wait, is it so? It's not today. It's what's the date? <laughs> no, it's Saturday. It's next Saturday. But but look, as a middle child, I will take a little early attention. Yeah, doggone right. <laughs> right. She didn't you know? forget about us. And, and look, you know, if you forget it next week, you remembered it today. So that that's that's how low the bar is for a middle child. Bruce, we don't, here. We don't care when the attention comes. If it's not on our birthday, the yeah. day before, <laughs> two days later, as long as at some point during the year we get. The attention, then we're fine. Now, Denny Smith is here. Denny, I don't know if you've ever talked to Denny. Denny's a middle child, too. So is Kylan. Uh, Bruce, here's my middle child story. My brother's three years older than I. We were born born back in the 1950s. And there are a thousand baby pictures of my brother. I asked my mom, Mom, I'm the second child. Where's my baby pictures? Well, we were kind of busy, Denny. We we don't, I think I have one. So is that normal so for second children? So that, that might be, if we were playing Family Feud, Middle Child Edition, that might be the number one, <laughs> the number one answer. Mine is very similar to yours. My parents made an album for my brother, and under every picture were the most clever little captions about all the amazing things my brother did. That's my life. Like, the man's like my life. Pictures and they don't, like, they're not even sure it's me. Yeah. Yeah, Listen. actually, I'm, I'm glad we're live now because I'd love to know. I, I'm collecting these. So I'm collecting. I'd like to collect stories from from everybody. It doesn't have to be middle children because, you know, at some point in everyone's life, they know what it feels like to be a middle child. They know what it feels like to be left alone, left behind, left right. Second and, place. Right. So I want to know what the most ridiculous, outrageous, dumbest thing you've ever done to try to get attention. And I I had a, okay, well, I had a baby sister, and, of course, after two boys, my dad got a baby girl, and she got all the attention. She was the Barbie of the family. I mean, she was she was pretty. Okay, wait, now, you, you touched on two things that we got to talk about. Oh, First okay. Of all, we're like kindred spirits here, Danny, because I, I have an older brother, and then me, and then, the, then my sister. And my theory always was, it's only natural if your parents, you had a son, you'd like a daughter. But then what happened? They had us. But then they said, okay, you know what? We'll keep trying. <laughs> then they had the daughter. Then they stopped having children. They stopped Which trying, really, yeah. Ex- exactly, right? But, but the, um, the, you, you mentioned Barbie. Barbie. I, I, now, I have a whole thing at the blog. I will throw in my uh, gratuitous promotion for okay. the blog, smackdabblog.com. And um, yeah, you got to go there because a few years ago I put a post up because it was Barbie's birthday. And I was like, weren't there other members of Barbie's family? <laughs> I think there were other kids in the family. And I did a whole investigation. <laughs> and there's an oldest Barbie and there was a, a youngest. But in between, 
there's a bunch of kids and like strange things happened to them, like they disappeared or they were they came, they were here and then they came and they had another name. And so I did a whole thing at the blog on that. And then with the movie this year, I'm thinking these kids, haven't they put up with enough yeah. now? Now she has to have the number one movie in the world. That's right. They got to live with that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you know this, Terry, every year I make free available at the blog. Middle Child's Day greeting cards. This year's <laughs> cards are all Barbie-themed cards. Sure they are. They are. And they are paying tribute to Barbie's middle siblings. Which These is who? Who's middle, who is Barbie's middle? Is it Skipper? Okay, well, Skipper is one. Skipper might be the best-known one. Let me let me pull up my list here so you can you can um I can, Skipper, I can share I, some I, of them. Was Midge was Midge in there? Kyla, did no, you know? I don't believe there's a Midge. I don't recall hearing a Midge in my in, in my in my city. But That's but I got to tell you, there are a lot. They came. They they you know if they didn't sell, they dumped these kids really quick. I got to be honest. <laughs> with you. That's they, yep. They didn't That's sell. Middle, they were middle children for sure. So yeah, no, they were totally totally overlooked. You had let's see, you had Skipper, you had Stacy. Oh, you have uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, you have Kelly. I've not heard any got, of these. I got to tell you, you got to check this out at the blog, Tootie and Todd. So <laughs> they, came, they, they came as a set as twins. They're I didn't crazy. know she was in a Catholic family. Tootie yeah, and well, Todd. Yeah. I don't remember Tootie or Todd. Yeah, or, well, or take Chelsea. A, take a look at. I got a picture of them at the blog. Okay. Todd, Todd looks a little strange. They're they're very Not little scared. Todd looks a little like Chucky. They might have <laughs> modeled the, that character in that movie after Todd. That's why he's he, gone. Uh, yeah, by the way, yeah. smackdabblog.com is where you're going to find the official blog of the International so Middle Child. Yeah, so the, you got to check out the Barbie, the Barbie, the greeting cards will be going up this week, but the post about her siblings has been up there for years. And I'm way, way ahead of the curve. You know this, Terry. I'm way ahead of the curve. Uh-huh. This post was like five years ago. I was already all over the Barbie thing, you know, and I now... Know you were. Yeah. And now, yeah. if you, by the way, you'll also find, and I'm going to, because I've got another question, and we just have a limited time here on this live a show. Limited. I thought this was an all day. Uh, I thought we were doing no, a marathon. No, and I apologize for that. He's got a great, great what if Dr. Seuss wrote a middle child's book oh, that yeah. you'll have to check yeah. out. But I do want to find out before we let you go, how will you be celebrating Middle Child's Day coming up? And uh, you've got two minutes, go. Well, it's a, it's a Saturday, right? Saturday is like right. huge. I'm, I have, hi, hi, I'm sure I'm going to be extremely depressed on Sunday because I have such high expectations because <laughs> oh, no. it's Saturday. But, you know, like now what's the excuse? You know, nobody has school the next day. A lot of people don't have work the next day. So right. now now I want to hear what the clever excuses everybody comes up with for forgetting Middle Child's Day. But I'll be uh, I'll be with the family. I got a lot of grandchildren, you know. That's great. Have, and some of them are about to become middle children. Poor kids. Oh. And, um, They'll but, be you know, lucky so, to have you in their lives, though, as the mentor and as the founder of the so Child's true. Union. So, so true. Yeah. Bruce, were you an overachiever? Did you get good marks in school? I, don't, I mean, I did graduate summa cum laude. But yeah, I mean, that's I what I thought. I, I, I knew it. This is smart. I knew it. Is a 3.89 average good? Danny? And it was never know. good enough for mom and dad because of your older brother. I no, know. because he's a, yeah, he was a dentist. That's... He became a dentist. <laughs> hey, listen, matter. Kylan, do we have to go? Oh, yeah. Kylan says she's a middle child. She's giving us the directions, and so we're going to have to say so long to you. I'm trying to be a good kid. I'm trying to be... Well, no, I, if I can't get that, the pride of my family... Of it. We're always trying to be the good kids. Yes, we did. Boy Scouts, we Girl Scouts, 
great Americans. Yeah, but you're not Barbie. Okay, listen, thank you all so much. We appreciate it, Bruce. We do. We thank you, and we wish you the happiest of uh, Middle Child's Day. And again, if you'd like to check in with him and get a membership card, go to smackdabblog.com, the official blog of the International Middle Child. Everything is free, folks, because nobody's paying for it. 1243 right here on 93 WIBC. Thank you, Bruce. (laughs) So long, guys. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. School is back. Tell your friends. <laughs> oh, look at Denny. Denny's breaking out the moves. Denny's moving. How did you find this song? I like it. This is Eminem. Oh, is it? This is the first thing I was like, school is back. Oh, yeah, of course. I've got to. (laughs) Welcome back to first day on 93. Yes, yes, yes. 1247. (laughs) School is back back in session. If it's not in your district area, then it probably is here in just a little bit, right? Right. Watch for the school buses. Please. Watch for the kiddos. I really kind of forgot about school buses. And then this week I was driving home from work and there was a school bus. Everybody's Along with a policeman. Mm -hmm. They get police escorts for the first two weeks. Which, understandable. We all kind of do. Oh, and there's cameras it. on the back of those rascals now too. There you go, so buses. if I'm you sure you're happy yeah, about they're that. taking pictures of people now. Good, Ooh. good. Ooh. Get them. All right. Well, <laughs> the back to school time is hard for everyone. Parents are trying to get their kids back into routines. Oh, yeah. The kids are trying to just get over going back to school. Right. Yeah. It is a hard time, and so we have an expert here to give us some tips on how to get kids back into school a bit more efficiently. Katie Zhao, she's the Senior Manager in Educator Relations and Partnerships at Epic for Kids. She's a author, former teacher, ed tech expert. She's all of it. Katie, you're great. Welcome to First Day. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Will you start off, how can parents and teachers help get kids back into that learning mindset as they get ready to go back to school? Yeah, absolutely. As kids are heading back into school, Um, They might actually even have that challenge of catching up from that summer slide, similar to what you were talking about. The summer slide, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it is really serious. Uh, The American Educational Research Association says that students can actually lose an average of 40% of the academic gains they make throughout the school year just during those summer months. Um, So, of course, as a former teacher and other experts, recommend reading 20 minutes a day to combat that learning loss by building healthy reading habits and making reading really fun and engaging. So we were kind of losing that routine, but getting back into that routine to build healthy reading habits. Mm -hmm. How can parents help with making the kids read? It is a hard part where you're trying to not force them to do homework. How can you help them engage in reading? Definitely the first tip is creating that routine. So finding a sleeping schedule, getting that homework time built in, getting that 20 minutes of reading worked into the daily schedule, whether that's on the way to school, on the go, whether that's bedtime routine. Um, and that's definitely really important. Providing kids with choice also as they are entering into the school year, even small choices like what breakfast or what outfits they want to wear to what they want to read. And at Epic, we have over 40,000 fantastic ebooks, learning videos, and audiobooks for kids to choose from. So they have plenty of choices on what they want to read and giving them that choice gets kids excited about reading. Also celebrating their achievements, big and small, recognizing the efforts that they have put in. And at last, um, parent involvement. 
being a reading role model as an adult in this kiddo's life and showing that reading is really important to you, uh, it will also be important for your kiddo. And uh, bridging that home and school time is required for your parent involvement. What are some methods parents and teachers can try to help towards that reading routine? Screen time can actually be really productive. The American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, they actually distinguish between educational and non-educational screen time. So they show that kids who are learning while on their devices can benefit from it. I think the biggest thing that technology has helped us with is just ease of access. So not only can kids uh, have access to the fantastic books they have in their local libraries or their school libraries, they also have thousands and thousands of books at their fingertips to comb through and get excited about. So um, technology has really helped bring in a lot of different options, finding things that they're interested in, different formats of books, whether that's just regular books, e-books, uh, audio books, or graphic novels and comic books, a ton of different types of things that are all at their fingertips now. There are a lot of different places to go for all of these resources, like you mentioned the books, audio books. Do you have any recommended platforms for kids to go to that is a little bit easier for them to access? Yeah, of course. Um, I would recommend Epic. It's something that is used in over 80% of the U.S. elementary schools, and especially also in Indianapolis. So students are probably already really familiar with it. So if they've got it at home as well, it can really help bridge that learning. It's everything all in one place. There's even uh, reading buddies and activities that kids engage and excited to read. And they even have vocabulary building features like the dictionary lookup. And if there's a word they don't know, all they have to do is click on it and that definition will pop up. So not only does it have 40,000 amazing books, there's also parent tools, vocabulary building tools, and it's all in one easy app. And you can find more information at getepic.com. That's, well, quite literally epic. That's so cool. That's so <laughs> perfect for students. There's even, we've heard from a lot of our uh, teachers that use epic. Um, kids will read even beyond the amount of time that they're recommended to read on there just because it's so exciting. They've got all, we've got all the books that the kiddos are wanting to read, like uh, National Geographic books, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, uh, and also our own epic originals, Cat Ninja being one of the most popular series. We're talking with Katie Zhao, and she has done a lot of different work. She's an author, former teacher, ed tech expert, and she's helped with a lot of different school districts. And you've done some work with Indianapolis school districts. Is that correct? Yeah, we actually have ambassadors from all around the world, um, and they are just fantastic at sharing their resources, sharing their insights on how they're using Epic throughout the classroom, especially now that we're gearing up for back to school, how they're using it to Get kids excited about reading again. I know a lot of our teachers are using it for collections, using Epic to uh, get like a top 10 books that we want to read in the first month of school and just to showcase all the exciting books that are available and get kids excited about reading and learning. Reading is just such a building block of all education. At the beginning of education and the beginning of elementary school, Students are learning to read, but once they pass that period of time, they've learned to read, we are entering into the reading to learn. And even now we're reading to learn. So reading becomes a really pivotal part, uh, an integral part uh, of all academic success, whether that's math, science, or social studies. Do you have any tips, any last tips for kids, parents, anyone that you haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, I would say for parents, getting involved is really important in your kiddos' schooling and just 
even being a reading role model, bridging that education from home to school and creating a positive learning environment at home, supporting with homework, modeling lifelong learning, getting kids excited about their reading and their learning to get them curious about the world around them. Do you have any social media, any websites or anything that you'd like to promote or else have us go to for more information? Yeah, I mentioned our website, but I'll share it again. It is getepic.com. And on socials, we are epic for kids So check us out on Twitter, Facebook, a lot of fantastic tips, Instagram, tips for families, tips for teachers on how to get kids excited and enthusiastic about writing. Okay, last question before I let you go. What's your favorite school memory looking back while you've had to deal with all these schools and students and everything? Do you have a favorite school memory you'd like to share? I I don't know if you're asking as a teacher or a student, but (laughs) I do remember uh, one of my favorites is my first year of teaching. Uh, I remember feeling just as nervous as the students were. I remember I just shared that with them, that transparency, just sharing like, hey, we're nervous too as teachers. We're not robots. There's actually a book on Epic called First Day Jitters that really encapsulates the feelings for both students and teachers on that first day of school. Really, that vulnerability really brings the, the students in the class together. So one of my favorite memories, uh, those that first group of students definitely has a special place in my heart. Oh, I love that. Katie Zhao, author, former teacher, ed tech expert, and senior manager in educator relations and partnerships at Epic for Kids. You can find more information at getepic.com and on their social medias, Epic for Kids. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure chatting. You're so good. Great conversation, Kylan. Thank you very much. Uh, Before we get out of here, I just want to mention, Denny, to you as well. Next week on Saturday, we will be in Hancock. I will be in Hancock County for an event called a Face for Radio Live Paint event. And they are going to, there's several of us, uh, Abdul will be here uh, and several of our, our friends, our radio friends, and th- we will be setting for artists who will be painting us for but a cool beautiful. event. beautiful. Uh, you know, I don't know Abdul can't say exciting. that. Exciting. Have a great day, everybody. The news is next, 93 WIBC and WIBC.com.